0: I was studying the book of Zechariah this summer, and I was just blown away as I studied by, you know, how when the Holy Spirit really just gives you wisdom and guidance in a text that was written for somebody else, but because the word is alive and active, it just speaks so clearly to what you are going through. I just, it's, oh, I'm always so blown away. It's amazing, but I really felt called to walk through this book with you. And I hope that you'll join me as we dive into Zechariah because there are so many parallels that relate to us as homeschool moms trying to build a culture in a homeschool for God's glory. So grab a notebook, grab a pen and a pencil, and let's dive in. Hey Mama, welcome to the Nourished Mom Podcast, where you're going to learn how to find balance between homeschooling, housework, and all the other things. God is calling your family to a life of peace and goodness, even on those days when you're trying to remember why you chose to homeschool, you just want a minute to yourself, and you're overwhelmed with a million things to do. If you're ready for simple routines, time management strategies, and biblical mindsets to transform your days from on balance to intentional, then you are in the right place. So set those kiddos up with some Legos, some independent work, or whatever is going to keep them engaged for the next 15 minutes while we dig into today's show. Welcome the show. I am really excited to dive in and study the book of Zechariah together. It is a really cool book full of prophecy and some visions that can be hard to understand and history. But the, the main thing that I found so amazing were the God whispers, the way that the Holy Spirit spoke to me as I read it. And I just felt called to share it with you. And I just want to be upfront. I do not know where God is going to lead. Am am I going to walk through the whole book with you? Are we going to do just this one episode? Mm, I haven't planned it out. I don't know. I'm kind of waiting for the Holy Spirit to let me know. (laughs) So we'll just go one step at a time. Today, we're working on Zechariah 1, verse 1 through 6. And I just want to say that, you know, I'm not a scholar. I. Yes, I've taken some classes at um, Southeastern, but I I do not have any degree in theology or anything like that. But God calls us all to actively participate in his kingdom and to do it without fear, right? We are told that perfect love casts out fear. And I just really felt called to walk through this with you, even though the enemy wants to be like, you're not equipped, you're and wants to give me all these lies. I I really felt called to walk it out and I'm not a theologian, but I do think that together with the amazing resources that we have today and with prayer that we will get a lot of wisdom through this book, through this episode, you know. So, let's do it. So, Let's just open up in prayer. Lord, I just pray that you lead me as I, I lead this study, that you give me the words to speak to these women, Lord, that you open up their eyes and their hearts, that we can all just glean wisdom, Lord, just glean your wisdom through studying your amazing word that is alive and active, Lord. Be with us as we open up your word and study together. In Jesus' name, amen. So what you will need or what what I recommend you have is your Bible, a journal or a notebook, and something to write with. And then I recommend that after you read this, that you go back in on your own and dive deeper because I'm going to do an overview, but there is a lot of stuff that that you can dive deeper into and I'm sure the Lord will bless that. So I just wanted to tell you my favorite resources for studying the word because this is where I got a lot of this information. So the Bible Project videos do awesome like recaps of all of the books. Awesome resource. Enduring Word Commentary. I just, I really love the way it's broken down in an outline form. It's super easy to follow. He references other um, theologians as well, so it's not just his commentary, but you get pieces of other people's um, thoughts and wisdom as well. And then the website studylight.org is... Um, there's a lot of different tools on there, but the one that I particularly like is the Interlinear Bible, so I can look up the original Hebrew and Greek words when I'm studying to just give me a deeper understanding of what those words actually mean. And then my last resource that I used during this study is gotquestions.org. Biblical Answers, I use it um, to kind of get an overview of, you know, just easy biblical questions like when was the book of Zechariah written and things like that if i missed it in the other resources all right so let's set this up so the book of Zechariah takes place at the end of the 70 year exile and the prophets Zechariah and Haggai hope i'm pronouncing that right are our chal- challenge to motivate the people to rebuild the temple and to look for the fulfillment of god's promises now if we look in the book of Jeremiah Jeremiah prophesied that the exile would last 70 years, and then God would restore his presence to a new temple and bring his kingdom and rule of the Messiah. So this is kind of where we are in the book of Zechariah. The Babylonian captivity lasted exactly 70 years. I always love looking through the history and seeing how prophecy lines up. Like, it's just so amazing. So we're at the return when the the people of Israel were allowed to go back to the promised land. And I think it's really important to point out, though, that yes, the return was fulfillment of prophecy, but so was the exile, right? Those 70 years of captivity, God used Babylon as his agent, agent of judgment against Israel and They were because that judgment was because of their rebellion. So both the exile and the return were all both ordained by God, and and He used those things in history to mold His people. And so, as prophesied in Scripture, the Jewish people are allowed to return to Jerusalem after seventy years of exile. That was fulfilled in five thirty seven B C. The Jews were allowed by King Cyrus of Persia to return to Israel and begin rebuilding the city and temple. So this is where we're at. And the people are really, they're discouraged because they returned to Israel and it seemed like none of the promises were coming true. Life was hard. And I just want to stop there for one second because... We can all relate to that, right? Sometimes life is hard. Sometimes we look at the Bible and look at God's promises, and it can be discouraging when it seems like they're not coming true. And just reflect on that for a minute. Have you ever felt that way? Have you ever felt that way in your marriage, in your motherhood, in your homeschooling? I know that I definitely have. And I have this this struggle that, you know, my biggest struggle with homeschooling, I think, is dealing with anxiety and anger. And it's been a struggle since the beginning. And I still it's something that still I I resort back to sometimes. I this chains still are there sometimes. And I fall into that that trap of the enemy. And, you know, sometimes when I get overwhelmed, I yell. Like I get you know, I'm sure you can all relate. And but the thing that really gets me is I say hurtful things. Like I'm just going to be straight up right now. I say hurtful things and I can use manipulative words. And I do not want to be that person. I don't believe that that's who God created me to be. But often, I don't want to say often, I'm not not so terrible guys. But I, you know, I go through seasons where I fall back into that. And it can be so frustrating because I remember when I first started homeschooling, I dealt with this. Like, I just remember looking at a time where I freaked out on the kids and saying, Lord, you promise that the Spirit, the fruit of the Spirit is love and joy and peace and patience and kindness and goodness and self-control. And I was just so discouraged that I was not, I was not seeing that. The promises were not being fulfilled. And sometimes I go back there and I feel really discouraged. So I'm wondering... You know, what are the things that make you feel discouraged? Are there promises that you believe God has given you or your family that you read in scripture that you feel like are not coming true? Because if so, Zechariah is the perfect (laughs) book for you, Um, especially this part that we're reading today, because Zechariah offers an explanation and a solution for, for when we feel discouraged. He offered a solution to the Jews who went back to the promised land and were like, Lord, you told us all these things. You promised us these things and it just does not look like it's going to happen. So the heading of Zechariah 1, at least in my English standard version, is a call to return to the Lord. And that is the main thing that I wanna talk about today because when we are feeling defeated, hopeless, and like our promises aren't coming true, there is only one option that will bring a lasting resolution and it's to return to the Lord. So if you are feeling discouraged in your homeschool, if you are feeling like your kids aren't gonna learn, or you're never gonna be able to get control of the situation or in your marriage, if you're feeling just so discouraged in your marriage or your relationships or whatever you are feeling discouraged in, the solution is the same, to return to the Lord. And it might be easy sometimes to think, like, I'm already seeking the Lord. Like, I'm already seeking the Lord. I'm, I'm with the Lord. But there is always another layer, right? We are going to be going deeper with the Lord, deeper and deeper, hopefully, as our lives progress, so pray for clarity and ask the Lord to reveal what you need to surrender to him, what you need to release to him, because there is always something holding us back from going deeper with the Lord, from truly returning to the Lord. So verse one says, in the eighth month, in the second year of Darius, the word of the Lord came to the prophet Zechariah, the son of Berechiah, son of Ido, saying, the Lord was very angry with your fathers. And as as a person as just humans isn't that our story that over and over again our ancestors have failed to surrender to the lord and abide in the lord so Zechariah is just reminding them of their past how many times have they fallen away from the lord and then returned to the lord and fallen away from the lord and the destruction it caused to the nation, the destruction it caused to individual families. And we see it happening in our own lives when we fall away from the Lord, when we are not diligent to, to do the things that we need to keep our relationship going and to teach our children. The minute we fall away from the Lord, that is when chaos comes in and that is when the enemy strikes and it's never good. So we need to be aware right? We need to not be like our fathers. It doesn't matter what our, you know, maybe some of us were not brought up in play, in homes where their parents were strong Christians or maybe they weren't Christians at all. And I know that, you know, my upbringing is similar to that. Like I was so blessed to have grandparents who were very strong Christians and an aunt who was a very strong Christian, but my family, they, they didn't teach me how to follow the Lord. And when we're not following the Lord, there is always destruction. I mean, even when we are following the Lord, the enemy still has his grips on us sometimes. So when we are not following the Lord, it's just it gives the enemy so much opportunity to pounce in and cause destruction. And none of us want that for our families, for our homeschools, for the world, right? So it's just a reminder, To not let the pattern happen over and over again. And that regardless of what we were taught by our parents, what we were taught growing up, that we have the invitation to step into more with the Lord. And it reminds me of this song by Chelsea Plank called Monday Morning Faith. And here, I'll read you the lyrics. It says, I want to meet with you more than Sundays. I want to know more than just my mother's faith because it's not enough to get through the rough. Oh, I need a Monday morning faith. And I just, I can so relate with that because I just find that it's not enough. It's not enough to just scratch the surface as a Christian. Like there's so much more that the Lord offers and the more I see him grow me, the more that I see his glory, I just realize that it's not enough to go back to that complacent faith when you're not actively seeking and pursuing the Lord. Once you experience the... a true relationship with Jesus, you just, I don't know how anyone could ever go back to just going to church on Sunday and saying your prayers and not going deeper than that. The Lord just invites us to so much more goodness. And we just have to accept that invitation. So verse four says, do not be like your fathers to whom the former prophets cried out, Thus says the Lord of hosts, return from your evil ways and from your evil deeds. But they did not hear or pay attention to me, declares the Lord. Your fathers, where are they? And the prophets, do they live forever? But my words and my statutes, which I commanded my servants, the prophets, did they not overtake your fathers? Right? That's the destruction I was just talking about. If we don't follow the will of the Lord... There is destruction that comes from that. Now that word return, I think think it's pronounced shuv in Hebrew. It means to be returned, to be restored, to be brought back. And I love the thinking of it as restored because isn't that what happens when we turn back to the Lord? Like he is the God of restoration. And even when we feel like we're in a place that we've, we've messed up too bad, we've, you know, we've said things in our marriage, we've said things to our children, that the Lord restores all things. And James 4, 8 tells us when we draw near to God, he will draw near to us. It's when we're seeking God that we see him move in our lives. Otherwise, we are like blinded by it. When we are not seeking God, you know, the Lord is still moving all around us, but we are blinded and we are deafened by all the distractions. We just can't see it. And that is not where I want to be. And when it says, return from your evil ways and from your evil deeds, I think it's so important to remember that the people he is talking to, they're not bad or evil people, right? They were the remnant that actually returned to Babylon. I mean, returned from Babylon back to Israel. There were hundreds and thousands of people who went into the Babylonian captivity and only about 50,000 returned. So those people that, he are talk, that he's talking to, those are the ones that were most committed to the Lord and to the restoration of Jerusalem. And yet, even they had to hear this warning. They had to be reminded to return to the Lord because there is always, oh man, there is always something that we're holding back. I mean, in the moment, sometimes there's not, but in life You know, we are not perfect people and we often hold back from the Lord and we do not return to him completely. So that word evil, ra, means displeasing to God. And I think it's so important to remember, like we think of evil as being bad, like really bad, terrible things. But evil in God's eyes is anything that doesn't measure up to his moral standards. So when it says return from your evil, we are not exempt from that right? Think of the evil things that we do. Selfishness, when we want our own way, right? When I get discouraged because my kids woke up at six, when I think they should wake up at seven because we just turned the clocks back. And I, you know, I feel selfish and I maybe I'll say something that's not quite gentle and kind because I... Don't want them to be up right now. That's selfishness, right? We deal with pride, lying—those little white lies sometimes that we say, maybe to our kids or whoever. That is all considered evil in the eyes of the Lord. So, for verse one six continues. So they repented and said, "As the Lord of hosts purposed to deal with us for our ways and deeds, so has He dealt with us." So these people, after Zachariah said this to them, they repented. They turned away from the things that were not pleasing to God. They turned away from those evil things. Zechariah is a call to action. So the people, they wanted to know why God's promises weren't being fulfilled. And Zechariah clearly shows them that it's because they're not returning to the Lord. With all that they have, they're not surrendering it all to him. This book calls the people to work alongside of God, right? To rebuild the temple with him, to be part of his fulfillment of his promises, to be his hands and feet. And it's not just about rebuilding the temple. Yes, that was a, like that is what it's about, but we can see that it's more than that. It's about rebuilding your relationship with God. It's about turning back to God. And God wants you to work alongside him too. We are supposed to be his hands and feet. He has given us all spiritual gifts and physical abilities. And he calls us to build, right? Maybe to build our family culture, to build our homeschools, to build a community for our neighbors, whatever he's calling you to build. He calls us all to build his kingdom, to be a part of it. And it is amazing opportunity. It is an amazing invitation and it's all for his glory. And sometimes we lose sight of this and sometimes we get caught up in our in our discouragements and we get caught up in the day-to-day of like, how am I going to get these kids to learn? How am I going to get food on the table when I don't have time because the baby's crying or whatever? These daily discouragements, we get caught up in it and it, it stops us from living out what God has called us to do. It stops us from building with the Lord. And the first step is to turn back to him, to repent of the things that are keeping us from walking with him, whether that be the things that we're believing, lies of the enemy, whether that be, you know, our mindsets or our habits or whatever it is, ask the Lord for wisdom to show you what it is that's keeping you from truly returning to him. Ask the Lord, how does he want you to build with him? And as I read through this, um, a big part you might have heard me say that I'm changing the name of the podcast, which is scary and exciting. And I, I'm i really excited for it. And I will be announcing it in January, the, the new name. Um, but until then, make sure that you subscribe so you don't um, lose track of the episodes. But a big reason for me to change the name of the podcast is – the things that I've learned through the book of Zechariah, that our building of our homeschools, our building of our lives has to start with returning to Jesus. It has to start with returning to the Lord. It has to be built on this. Otherwise, we are gonna be discouraged. We are not gonna see the glory of God revealed in our lives. And the new name, I feel like, really embodies what that means and the mission that God has put on my heart to help homeschool moms build their days, their homeschools around Jesus. All right, Lord, I just pray if there are women listening that, that are feeling convicted that they need to return to you, that they need to pursue a Monday morning faith, that they need to pursue you more, Lord, that you just that you open up that space for them in their in their minds in their schedules lord that you just ha- put a grace all over it that makes it easy for them to start to pursue you more lord i just pray that space opens up in their busy schedules that maybe their kids sleep later or you know a friend offers to watch their their kids so they can spend that time with you, Lord, and that they see the fruits of it, Lord, that your your glory is just all over. That the more that they pursue you, that the more they can see the fruit in their lives, in their family, in their homeschool that comes from following you, Lord, from from knowing you, from living by the Spirit. Lord, I pray that any moms who feel discouraged, Lord, that you just cover them in your peace, Lord, that you show them that there is a better way, Lord. Speak to their hearts. Give them the wisdom that they need. Give them that just the joy that they need to keep going, keep pursuing you, Lord, and bring the right resources and people into their lives, Lord, to show them the practical ways to do it, what it looks like to really pursue you, how to make time for you, and to just go all in. I just pray that you put on these moms' hearts to go all in, and my heart too, Lord, that just more and more, level by level, piece by piece, we go deeper. We commit deeper because there is just so much goodness. Lord, we praise you because you are good. In Jesus' name, amen. And I don't know if I said it already, but if you didn't subscribe to the podcast yet, go ahead and do it. So then when I change the name, when it's all official in January and the new The new name drops that you don't miss out on a thing. And if you have not reviewed the podcast yet, I ask that you please take the time to just go ahead and write a review. It truly blesses me because I I know that you know, my efforts are worth it. And then it also blesses other moms because then they can find what they're looking for when they're searching for homeschooling advice or they're searching for Bible study stuff that they can find the show to, you know, help them on the days that they need help. All right. Thank you so much. I appreciate it. God bless.